Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. It's time for the playoffs. It's time to decide who's going to Vegas. Will it be Baltimore, Miami, Kansas City, or Buffalo coming out of the AFC? Is it going to be San Francisco, Dallas, Detroit even coming out of the NFC? Pick your two conference champions, parlay it, and remember... Get your 50% welcome bonus on that first parlay using our promo code Believe B-L-E-A-V, when you use the link in the description to this episode at BetOnline Sportsbook. BetOnline, where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night, however, and whenever it is, you may be listening, thank you. For stopping on in to another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast live on the Believe Podcast Network. Except it isn't live because it is, as always, a podcast. And podcasts are not live. It's the whole purpose of this podcast thing we like to do. You can listen however and whenever it is that you so choose and We appreciate that you, you the listener, have decided to stop in however and whenever it is that you may be choosing. The San Francisco 49ers have made it back to the Super Bowl. No more Jimmy Garoppolo, no more Trey Lance talk, no more drafting a quarterback that they traded three first-round picks to acquire than chose to play the quarterback that they wanted to move on from because he just couldn't get the job done late in the playoffs. No more complaining about that. No more magical Garoppolo runs to the a- to the NFC Championship game in 2021. No more giving Trey Lance trial runs and then having him be your crypto quarterback because his value skyrocketed around 2021 and plummeted by 2023. And if you follow Trey Lance's career hierarchy, the quarterback that no one's ever seen play had ended up the, the quarterback that only has value because people agree he all has value ended up falling apart right about the time of the crypto crash. No more crypto quarterbacks, no more game manager Jimmy Garoppolo, no more question marks about whether or not the scheme of Kyle Shanahan can succeed with a bell cow running back like Christian McCaffrey. No more injury concerns, no more NFC championship game heartbreaks. No, the San Francisco 49ers made it back to the Super Bowl, dominating an NFC that 
in actuality shouldn't have provided them quite the test that they did. I mean, the Niners were just overwhelmingly the best team in the NFC all season. The only team that was second in that race should have been the Dallas Cowboys, but the Dallas Cowboys kind of fell apart before they got a chance to play the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs. So instead, they got two playoff games against the Packers and Lions, teams that they were clearly better than and showed that they were clearly better than, but also teams that they kind of played with their food a bit and made it pretty scary for Niner fans who were enjoying it. But before we jump the gun here and before we get into talking about this game, let's conclude the end of this wild and wacky three-year journey that we've been on with Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, the 49er obsession for the team that makes no sense. Because again, football is already hard enough to understand by itself. Now try a a football team and a football offense that football people don't even understand. They make quarterbacks that are supposed to be super talented not good. They make quarterbacks that aren't supposed to be as good as they are into superstars. Brock Purdy is now about to lead the San Francisco 49ers to the Super Bowl and deserve to lead them to the Super Bowl. It's it's looking like he belongs every step of the way, every single time he stepped on the field. It's just... It's a story that would drive me insane if I had a rooting interest in that team. And because that team is so insane and because that team is so difficult to understand and because it's been such a wild ride for the last three years with the 49ers to get to this point where they're having a 17-point comeback against the Detroit Lions, because of how crazy of a journey it has been, I think it's only fitting that one last time, one last time here on the show, that we play the Jimmy Garoppolo parody song that we created back in 2021 when the Niners were going on that Super Bowl run where they lost to the Rams in the NFC Championship game and they drafted Trey Lance, sat Trey Lance for a season, left Garoppolo in there. Garoppolo didn't look very good, but Garoppolo still got to the NFC Championship game. After after everything that's gone on, I think one last time we should play our Jimmy Garoppolo parody song Garoppolo drops back to throw. You're gonna lose the game. The seasons come and seasons go. The Niners need a change. If you don't throw check downs, you're gonna take a sack. Jimmy G is warming up. Yeah, he's your quarterback. No, don't throw it. Interceptions drive us all insane. Phones are calling. Ron Rivera wants to make a trade. If a rookie QB isn't in your plans, just call San Francisco up. They got your quarterback. They say he's smart, and he wins games. That don't mean a thing. 
If since week one, Trey Lance had played, the 49ers would have had a ring. If your team's rebuilding talent's what you lack, trade two picks for Jimmy G. Now he's your quarterback. Yes, the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. If I just showed you the score of this game and like didn't tell you game script, this would be like the 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 stereotypical prediction that so many people had, which is the 49ers are going to be winning by two scores at the end of the game. How they got there, I don't know, but they're going to probably be winning by two scores. They're going to score over 30 points. The Lions are going to score over 20 points. Both teams were going to have an offensive firepower of a game. I said the final score was going to be 41 to 24, and look at the 49ers coming out. I felt like I had a really good read on this game. It was... The Niners are going to be able to move the ball at will against the the Detroit defense. The Detroit defense that has some strong people on the defensive line and some big boys that can stack up against the interior offensive line of the Niners that has been one of their shortcomings this year. But in that secondary and in that linebacking unit, they are just going to get crushed. Lo and behold, we looked up and uh, that was exactly what the Niners did for a half a football. They didn't do it for the whole game, but that is precisely what the Niners did for a half of football, which was entirely impose their will upon the Detroit defense, do whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted to, and just march up and down the field on the Lions until they scored 34 points. And I'm looking at the drive chart here in the second half for the 49ers. It was field goal right out the bat. Then the Lions had that turnover on downs that they had um, the, the first time when they were inside the 30-yard line, and instead of kicking the field goal to go up by three scores, they ended up going for it on fourth down and not getting it. Then the Niners went five-play touchdown drive, the drive that, if you'll remember, had the ball that hit the helmet of the, of the Detroit defender, leading to a bobbling, juggling catch by Brandon Ayuk. So you had... Field goal drive by Moody, fluke play touchdown drive. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Drive that hit the defender in the face mask, leading to an Ayuk catch. Then they forced the fumble of Gibbs on the first play of the next drive. Go right down the field, score a touchdown, four plays, 24 yards. Didn't have a single, uh, I guess they did have a negative yardage play on the drive. So essentially a, a three-play touchdown drive after forcing the fumble of Gibbs. Three and out by Detroit. Seven-minute field goal drive to give them the three-point lead. Second Detroit turnover on downs touchdown drive to go win the game lions scored a touchdown at the end but it didn't matter because they couldn't recover an onside kick it was field goal touchdown touchdown field goal touchdown at the end of the game for san francisco and it was doing whatever they wanted whenever they want to which granted i thought was going to happen in the first half of the game i thought san francisco was going to come out in the scripted plays portion of the game and go field goal touchdown touchdown field goal touchdown 
with a turnover of the Lions mixed in somewhere in there to make one of the touchdown drives easier. I thought that was going to happen earlier in the game, but it came back around and made me feel like our analysis was sound when it came to the Detroit-San Francisco game. Because I didn't have a great read on what was going to happen in Kansas City-Baltimore. I felt like the four-and-a-half-point line was pretty fitting, but I had no idea how we were going to get there. This game, I felt pretty confident it was going to be San Francisco is going to score 30 and maybe even 40 points. Just do whatever they want against that Detroit defense. And they did that in the second half of the game. And that was how they ended up dropping 27 second half points on San Francisco and did not have a single drive apart from the last one where they were just running out the clock. Apart from the kneel out of the clock, they did not have a single drive where they did not finish with points on the offensive side of the ball in the second half, doing whatever they wanted against Detroit's defense. And going into the game, one of the things that I said first and foremost is that Ben Johnson and Kyle Shanahan this season might have been the two best coaches in the NFL when it came to how they executed on the 10 to 15 scripted plays to begin the game. And Detroit came out, and they didn't even have to burn all their scripted plays out the gate. Because if you remember, they had a a, a 42-yard end-around touchdown that Jamison Williams had. Like the spicy play that Ben Johnson had drawn up when he went through the scripted plays before the week. The spiciest of the plays, the end-around to Jamison Williams, that ended up leading to a touchdown that that was even more successful than maybe he even thought it would be. To the point where after they scored the touchdown, he was like, shit, we got a whole nother drive of scripted plays that we can break out right after scoring that touchdown, and they did exactly that on the next drive. Because when Shanahan ran his scripted plays, he ran a 12-play drive that didn't get them close enough to the end zone because Detroit made a good defensive stand at the end. I think it was a... um. Uh, third and a, uh, yeah, third, they had a, they had a, a stuff of McCaffrey on the run, then an incompletion to Ayuk, and then they, f- um, forced a field goal from 48 yards that Moody ended up missing. Shanahan used his scripted plays up for one drive that didn't get them into the red zone and ended up leading to a missed field goal. Cause you left, you know, you left fate in the hands of a kicker that has not done as great from the 40 plus yard field goal range, but is great on extra points. Like Moody is a, is a pretty good NFL kicker on field goals and he hits every single extra point. And honestly, that's kind of all San Francisco needed at that point. It's just a kicker that can make make every extra point. That's fine. San Francisco's offense was that overwhelming, but the 15 scripted plays that Ben Johnson ran didn't just lead to one touchdown. It led to two. The 15 scripted plays led to two touchdowns for Detroit and they were up 14-0 it was awesome they were kicking ass and they got another touchdown drive right before the end of the half because the defense forced the interception of Brock Purdy and granted that interception is going to hurt Brock Purdy's passer rating at the end and Purdy had a, a below average passer rating as a result of it but that interception was underthrown because the Detroit defender got the hit on his hand like that was Purdy gets a pass on that interception for sure, but the interception turned into six points for Detroit going back the other way. And so Detroit on the scripted plays kicked San Francisco's ass. Ben Johnson, who it looks like is going to be the Washington head coach at the end of this, and Washington's going out and getting the brilliant offensive mind that they can use as offensive coordinator. Like Ben Johnson, Ben Johnson going out there and 
eating on the scripted plays. Again, it was him and Shanahan for years has been known for the excellent scripted plays. And Andy Reid's been in that camp too with the scripted plays. Like 15, what I say by scripted plays is like when you have a week to prepare, you can create sequences of plays schemed for the defense based on what you're seeing on film. You can run 15 or so plays that you have the chance to plan out in advance, tell the quarterback that this is what they're doing, run those scripted plays in practice, you have a chance to execute those plays right out the gate because you've been practicing them all week, tailor-made to what that defense does and what predictable aspects of that defense you're going to see put forward. And you can usually do about 10 to 15 of those plays before you know game scenario ends up changing and dictating a lot of what you do. And, and some coaches excel in the scripted plays. Some coaches don't have the personnel to excel in some of these scripted plays. But when you have a top-end offense like Detroit and San Francisco, they can scheme against the defense based on what they're seeing on tape and have the practice time to actually execute some of those plays. And Detroit didn't just get one touchdown on the scripted plays. They got two. They got two touchdowns on scripted plays. Could not have executed any better off the 15 scripted plays and got the bonus points of Shanahan ended up missing the field goal on the scripted plays. So not only did Shanahan scripted plays come against a bad Detroit defense, the scripted plays ended up leading to zero points because they missed the field goal. And it was a great, great job by Detroit all game long to try and take those away from from San Francisco, especially given that they scored on four of their first five possessions in the first half. Now, beyond the scripted plays, they got the interception. They were able to turn into into a, into seven points. Um, then they got the field goal right before the half when they got the ball down. I mean, they ran a 17-play drive, and they got the ball down to the three-yard line when Badgley kicked the field goal to put them up three scores. I mean, they kicked ass. Ben Johnson had a masterclass of a coaching clinic out the gate. And by the way, Goff wasn't playing particularly well. They put up the halftime splits between Goff and Purdy. And granted, Purdy was looking pretty bad because the interception was dragging down a lot of his numbers. And by the way, Purdy completed fewer than 50% of his passes in the first half. So like Purdy's numbers were not looking good at all, but Goff was not lighting it up by any stretch of the imagination. And they were still up by three scores because they had gotten the turnover thanks to their they had gotten the timely turnover thanks to their defense and the scripted plays worked as perfect as any series of scripted plays could get you, which is not one touchdown, but two touchdowns off the 10 to 15 plays they had worked on in practice leading up to that week. It worked out tremendously, tremendously for the Lions. They had 113 rushing yards on their first Four drives of the game. In the first half, they had over 113 rushing yards on San Francisco. The most any team had had this year against San Francisco was was the Cardinals with over 200. The second most any team had had in a game against San Francisco was the Packers with 160 in the NFC champ uh, NFC divisional game the week before. And the Lions got 113 on the first four drives of the game. It was a masterclass of a performance by Ben Johnson out the gate. The defense got the timely turnover, and even though Jerry Goff wasn't playing the best game of his career, they were still cooking up San Francisco early on in that game. It went fantastic, 
And then in the second half, San Francisco looked up and they were like, hey, we're better than this team in pretty much every fashion of the game. Let's just play like we're better than every, we're better than them in every facet of the game. And like I said, they did not get prevented from scoring on any drive that they ran. The best offense maybe in the NFL this season up against the Detroit Lion defense that is that was the weakest unit remaining of any team in the in the playoffs between Kansas City, Baltimore, San Francisco and Detroit their offense defense special teams the weakest unit out there was that Detroit defense and the Detroit defense got smoked out the building by San Francisco. And I know people are going to they're going to go after Man Campbell for I mean I've already seen it on Twitter. It's not like they're going to go after. People are going after Man Campbell for the decision to go for it a couple times and not getting the conversion. Hey man, you live by the, con- the the conversion, you die by the conversion. It was it was fine as is. They they went with the thing that they believed was the best strategy. And by the way, that number support was the best strategy. Both of those decisions that Detroit went for it on fourth down and short were supported analytically. Support that decision through and through. They went 0 for 2 on 4th down conversions that all season long they went 70% or more on. On 4th and less than 3, they were over a 70% team on 4th down conversions. That's above the average because 4th and 4 or less, the average is 67%. Detroit was a 70 plus percent team this year on those 4th down and less than 4 plays. And they went 0 for 2, man. That's why Baltimore in 2019 lost against the Tennessee Titans. They had fourth and ones that during the regular season, they were a 95% conversion rate on against the Titans in the 2019 playoff game. They went 0 for 2 in the first half, got down 14-0, and the Titans were like, hey, we have Derrick Henry. Well, let's just sit on this 14-0 lead with the best quarterback or best running back maybe we've ever seen. Detroit went 0 for 2 on the conversions, man, in the second half. It's just, it's, it's tough break, man. It's a real tough break. They went 0 for 2 on the fourth down conversions that they were a 70% conversion rate on throughout the season. It's tough to swallow, man, but between that, the fumble by Gibbs that led to a, a giveaway touchdown, it's just it's a tough break, man. It's a tough break. I mean, the result was, was, was at the end what we expected, but it was just done in the most heartbreaking of ways, which is like, they gave you the the hope that it was going to go that way. Like they were up 24-7. They were they were killing it early on. Ben Johnson had the best coach at at scripting plays had the most perfectly executed executed of scripted play sequences that led to 14 points. They got the turnover of of Brock Purdy by getting his hand on a throw and getting the ball to underthrow and go to a linebacker. They they got what they were looking for and uh and then, the, and then they just, you know, the Niners did their Niner thing. They, they were they're the best offense in the NFL. The Detroit defense kind of stinky. Scored on every single possession of the second half. But San Francisco could have scored on every single possession of the second half, and Detroit still could have won the game if if the sequence of plays doesn't quite go down the way it did. But uh, that, that, that was San Francisco being better than Detroit. And I know that that's kind of a cheesy thing of like, look, Detroit was up 24-7, all that stuff, rah, rah, rah. Yeah, the end result kind of ended the way that we thought it was going to at the beginning of the game almost tit for tat what I thought it was going to be because I thought it was going to be a a 41-27 game and uh you know if not for you know San Francisco backing off on that last touchdown drive by Detroit and, and playing some 
off coverage defense because there were a couple of those those throws that they had on the the touchdown drive at the very end where it was like man I know you're playing conservative but like a, a touchdown for Detroit doesn't really you know it's isn't it better to be like if we don't care about giving up the touchdown anyways don't we just play press coverage on Detroit or something like that but I guess they were just trying to you know run clock more than they were worried about San Francisco are worried about you know Detroit scoring the touchdown they would just rather have had the clock run down near the end there but um you know if, if that if game scenario is different and Detroit kicks a field goal then uh 34 27 is is pretty dang close to exactly what we thought was going to happen between the Niners and the Lions and uh and San Francisco was just better than Detroit and then the second for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Half, they were just like, hey, you know, we're like, like, physically more dominant than Detroit and like have better players at like six different positions on each side of the ball than Detroit. Why don't we just play like we're better than Detroit? And uh, that's pretty much what happened. They scored on every single possession that they touched the ball. And now San Francisco is going to the Super Bowl. Yay! San Francisco going to the Super Bowl, but also doing it in like the most heartbreaking way for Detroit. And, um, Last thing I want to bring up here, and we'll have a chance to talk more about this as, as the week goes along with the Super Bowl, I imagine. Um, the last thing that I thought was really kind of interesting and, and sweet was at the end of the game, Man Campbell said to reporters that he told his team that this would be as close as they maybe get. He doesn't believe that they'll not get back, but he knows the reality of this sport is that we, we don't get these chances all that often. And Ben Johnson is going to be gone. And this was something they had been building toward for, for two years. They had overachieved thanks to the Dallas Cowboys dramatically underachieving. Because, you know, like I said, this season was all about if Detroit can get that first home playoff game in 31 years, this season is a success. And in an NFC that, that had, you know, two and a half good teams... They stepped up and showed out and, and filled the void after the after the after the Cowboys blew it in the wild card round. Cause I mean, going into that 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 wild card game, I mean, they won by one point against the Rams, but like they they very easily could have lost that game. And very easily the Rams could have been the team in the exact scenario getting the brakes blown off by San Francisco. Or maybe the Rams even lose to Tampa. Like, who knows? Maybe the Rams go on the road to Tampa and lose that game and and yes the Lions got a fortunate break in the scheduling thanks to the Cowboys choking fair enough they they got that benefit of the doubt and they got to make it to the NFC championship game where I thought they were going to get smoked out the building and in fairness they did get smoked out the building it just they they just made it spicy at the beginning by by a perfectly executed scripted plays and forcing the turnover of Brock Purdy and all that stuff like they did make it spicy so i will give them that but they did ultimately get smoked out the building cuz they didn't belong in the NFC championship game but detroit man campbell said the point of like they might not get back to this point this core of the team is not going to look identical as it was before particularly with ben johnson leaving 
and them having to ask some questions about whether they want to bring Montgomery back and all sorts of stuff like that. Like uh, they, they do have questions that they have to answer and they were a dramatically overachieving team this year. And I thought it was really sweet and something that made me stop and think for a minute about the, the reality check that comes from that. Because I joke all the time that like Kansas City the Kansas City's problems are made infinitely easier by having the the greatest quarterback to ever play the game and the greatest offensive coach to ever play the game to ever coach in in Andy Reid. And that makes all of your problems a little bit easier, but when your problems are as such that they were for Detroit where you can't really fix them in one offseason without someone looking up and saying we would like to take a discount in order to come play for your team. And even those don't always work out the way you think. But when they have underlying issues that are going to be hard to fix in like one off season, like Detroit does, and Detroit's problem is like they got a defense and a, a, a secondary and a linebacking unit that is like bottom ten in the NFL. They had one competent NFL cornerback for a a postseason run that came within a half of making it to the Super Bowl. One competent cornerback. Not even good. Cam Sutton is, is is a is a fine NFL corner, but but they had nobody else in the secondary, nobody else on on their their defense who they could use as as a defensive safety. They were they were starting undrafted guys. They were benching guys, unbenching guys. Just uh, their their linebacking unit started to rookies and and Anzalone and and Jack Campbell were fine. Uh, the 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 linebacker whose name I'm forgetting who had an interception in the Tampa game, I think it was Brooks maybe, um, was was not a, a huge impact player, but he had a couple of, of big moments in the playoff that, that helped quite a bit and made the linebacking unit a little bit better. When you have these underlying issues that are so pronounced and you know that you overachieved this season, how close to reality are you? How how do you respond as a leader? And, and and they showed all these graphics up on the board, like Jared Goff saying, "Man, Campbell is the greatest leader I've ever been around," and the the emotional and spiritual heart of the team, and all sorts of stuff like that. Like how you respond after a loss like that, where you know you've overachieved, you know what the reality of the situation looks like, you know that this team is probably not going to get back to this point. The fact that he was willing to come out here and say, hey, we there's a damn good chance we won't get back to this point. If last year's Eagles team, which had more star talent than this Detroit Lions team does and had less fatal flaws than the Detroit Lions team had, if that Eagles team can completely fall apart just trying to hire a coordinator late in the hiring cycle, I mean, what's it going to look like for Detroit trying to replace Ben Johnson when he takes the commando's job by the time you're maybe listening to this podcast? I mean, what's it going to look like for them trying to replace... Um, uh, trying to, to to find secondary pieces with minimal cap space and uh, a draft pick that's going to be late in the first round and late in the second round. Like what that looks like for Detroit, I don't know. They got some questions to figure out, and obviously they overachieved this season. But but it was just really interesting and and a a bold leadership strategy that you don't hear very much from someone who is regarded as a as a strong leader and I like to to give Man Campbell credit for that because I I think it was the strong leadership play to acknowledge the reality of their situation even not understanding all the details of what was going on it was just something that I I was taken aback by and I thought was really sweet and 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 a really interesting touch for him to mention that they might not get back to this place in this incredible overachieving season for the Detroit Lions that got to the NFC Championship game, gave them the hope of a deep playoff run, and it was 
absolutely special and absolutely sweet to watch in real time. And 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 even though they lost a game in a, in a you know the end result was what a lot of us expected it would be, which was San Francisco being up two scores late in the game and them dominating them on the offensive side of the ball because their defense just did not have answers for even above average offenses last this last season. Nonetheless, the best offense in the NFL in the San Francisco 49ers that had five all-pro players, five all-pro players on the offensive side of the ball. Use check. Ayuk, Kittle, Debo, and Trent Williams all made all pro. That doesn't even include Brock per- For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Pretty who's going to be sac- I'm sorry, I I, I I messed that up. Uh Kittle Kittle, Debo Samuel, McCaffrey, use check and Trent Williams all made all pro half their offense made all pro and Brock Purdy is the, the the second leading passer in the NFL like the best offense in the NFL was, was no match for the Detroit Lions but I still thought it was incredibly incredibly sweet that man Campbell took the leadership phrase of the leadership standpoint of acknowledging the reality of their situation and was willing to admit it as such publicly at the end of that game uh immense respect for him and the run that he's been on making me eat my words after we did a podcast when he was one and six in his second season talking about how he he who is hired to go through the rebuild rarely gets to see the fruits of their labor and this is just part of the process and he was never going to be a serious nfl head coach anywhere else I, i just tip my hat to you man campbell for continuously proving what leadership looks like time and time again and i'm curious to learn more about you and your leadership strategies as uh, we continue for what I imagine will be a very long and fruitful relationship with you as the Detroit Lion head coach. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for stopping in here to the Take It Easy podcast. We have episodes every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and sprinkled in periodically throughout the week with our Wired Up episodes. If you want that post-game show for Kansas City versus Baltimore, just skip through the the end of the the episode which i'm gonna play the jimmy garoppolo parody song again at the end to honor and celebrate the san francisco 49ers just move to the next episode we got kansas city versus baltimore's post game show it's another half hour podcast it's right below this one just move on over to the next episode if you want some kansas city versus baltimore post game analysis episode's going to be coming out all throughout the week some eulogies on the way some fun friends and guests joining the show it's going to be fun and fantastic and i can't wait to share what we've been working on with all of you So thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us all throughout this wonderful and wacky football season. We'll talk with you on Wednesday. And in the meantime, take it easy. Garoppolo drops back to throw. You're gonna lose the game. 
The seasons come and seasons go. The Niners need a change. If you don't throw check downs, you're gonna take a sack. Jimmy G is warming up, yeah, he's your quarterback. No, don't throw it. Interceptions drive us all insane. Phones are calling. Ron Rivera wants to make a trade. If a rookie QB isn't in your plans, just call San Francisco up. They got your quarterback. They say he's smart, and he wins games. That don't mean a thing. If since week one, Trey Lance had played, the 49ers would have had a ring. If your team's rebuilding, talent's what you lack. Trade two picks for Jimmy G. Now he's your quarterback. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.